This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I do want to talk about his casting, but I can't do so without giving a few things away. So follow the instructions on the video to skip past a few spoilers. But De Niro is playing someone called William Hale. Now Hale was a very influential figure and powerful man in the local area who had built close ties with the Osage Indians. But it turns out that he is the one who has orchestrated many of the murders. He is the mastermind. He is the one who killed even technically members of his own family. And as suggested by one part in the novel, even a woman who was carrying his unborn child. This guy was an absolute psycho. But what I think is weird is that De Niro has already said in interviews that he's playing the bad guy. I mean, this is a murder mystery. Hasn't he just given it away? And plus, a bit like in Righteous Kill, where the film tries to give us a red herring early on that De Niro is the killer. Obviously, he isn't going to be the murderer, that would be too obvious. So surely it must be the other Titanic actor cast in the movie, Al Pacino, which is who it turns out to be. Killers of the Flower Moon seems to have set itself up with a similar problem. If you're watching a Scorsese movie with DiCaprio as the lead, and he's trying to solve a string of murders, and then De Niro, the man whose collaborations with Scorsese have been legendary and who never has a meaningless role in his films, suddenly shows up in a few scenes here and there and is a suspect, isn't it a bit obvious that he's going to be the killer, seeing as though he's the megastar in the film? I just find the casting of De Niro as Hale here odd. Obviously, as suggested by Scorsese's comments, the murder mystery might not be the main draw of the film. He might set up the movie in such a way that finding out that De Niro is the killer isn't that much of a big deal. And to be fair, even in the book, finding out the identity of the murder isn't the most interesting part of the case. It's what happens next. So who knows? We'll just have to see how Scorsese plays it. Both DiCaprio and De Niro have solid roles in the film. And Scorsese fans will be happy to know that this is likely to be very much a De Niro versus DiCaprio movie, as they square off a few times. That being said though, and this is just my personal opinion obviously, I do have some issues with both actors being cast in their roles. De Niro is quite miscast. Funnily enough, it's the same problem with The Irishman, in that he's almost 80 years old, and yet is going to be playing a guy who most likely is going to be in his 50s throughout the film. The guy who he's playing also looks quite meek and unassuming, like a geography teacher, and yet De Niro looks like he'll kill you with his stare. Of course, Scorsese might just take liberties with the truth, like he did when he cast Joe Pesci as someone who's supposed to be in his 20s in Goodfellas. It isn't really much of a problem, it all depends on what kind of film Scorsese wants to make. The part itself is really good, it's a solid supporting character who is integral to the story. With DiCaprio, I'm just a bit bored of the idea of him playing the lead role again in a Scorsese movie, and one that won't require too much for him to do. I'm not the biggest DiCaprio fan anyway to be honest, and unless they explore Tom White's past, which I doubt it, he's just not really a very interesting character. There's not a lot of flavour to him, and DiCaprio has played this kind of character numerous times. I actually think he's at his best when he mixes it up, 
like when he played the bad guy in Django Unchained and it looked like he really loosened up and let his hair down in The Wolf of Wall Street, two films I thought he was really good in. But with Flower Moon, I just see the part being really boring with DiCaprio. There's so many actors who Scorsese has never worked with that he could have put in the role, who could have brought their own thing to the game. Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, Ethan Hawke, or maybe even a lesser known actor. And also again, just my personal opinion, don't shoot me, but I don't think DiCaprio has the face for the role. He doesn't have the classic era American leading man face, or even that olden day American look that White had. He looks quite modern, he's almost too good looking, and sometimes when he plays a period character it feels like DiCaprio is doing dress up. White was really warm, very kind and modest. I can't really see DiCaprio bringing that essence out into the forefront. I have heard though that DiCaprio might actually be playing someone called Ernest Burkhart. At the time of making this video, that's who DiCaprio is cast as on IMDb, but IMDb do make many mistakes. I'd be surprised if that was the case, because it's very unlikely that he'd be the main character then, unless of course it's told from his point of view. DiCaprio has always played the lead in a Scorsese movie, and if he plays Burkhart, it would actually be quite different from the roles he usually plays under Scorsese, and he'd actually be playing a character quite close to De Niro's in the movie. I think the film becomes a lot more interesting if DiCaprio is playing Burkhardt, and it also suggests that Scorsese will spend less time with the FBI and more with the Osages and the Guardians and the murders and all of that stuff. And if it ends up being a case where both Robert De Niro and DiCaprio aren't playing the lead role in the movie, then obviously there's another conversation that comes up, a very interesting one, as to who is going to be playing the lead in this film. I know a lot of Scorsese fans hoped that one day he would make a western picture, after all, he's always talking about them and his works are often inspired by them. Killers of the Flower Moon, I think, is the closest we'll ever see to a Scorsese Western. It does have all the hallmarks, the rural countryside, gunslingers, bounty hunters, cowboys, Indians, even the Pinkerton agency featured in Red Dead Redemption 2 were referenced in the Flower Moon novel. In fact, one of the major themes of the book is the transition of America from the Wild West frontier culture to a more industrial and sophisticated entity, best personified in the law going from the likes of posses made up of ex-bounty hunters chasing after cattle rustlers, to the likes of the Federal Bureau of Investigations with their snappy suits and fedoras. Flower Moon contains heroism, betrayal and mythical characters like private detectives, murderous desperados and tough-as-nails Texas Rangers. Rodrigo Prieto is doing the cinematography on this one, and he's worked on the last few Scorsese pictures, including Silence, in which I thought he smashed it as it was a gorgeous picture, and I think we're in store for some wonderful photography in Killers of the Flower Moon. I do wonder if the subject matter of the film will elicit some kind of political reaction. Obviously it's a film in which white people oppress Native Americans, with a white FBI agent coming to the rescue of the Osages and obtaining justice. Racial injustice is one of the most prominent themes of the book. I can see people on the right wing of the spectrum pissed off because it portrays whites in a negative light, even though, you know, this is factual history. I can see people on the left complaining about the white saviour trope and questioning why the Osages couldn't take care of the matter themselves, even though, again, this is factual history. People love to complain about anything these days, especially with identity politics being so popular. The reality is is that there are good white people in the book and bad white people in the book. Flawed, real people. And there's even a strong female character. Not strong in the sense that she has massive biceps or anything, but the strength and resilience that Molly has 
to continue striving for justice even after so many of her family members are killed and the law does nothing about it is inspiring and you just can't imagine yourself in a similar situation. But I think the film will be okay. Scorsese films don't usually get tainted and bogged down with arguments about political correctness and all of that stuff. I know some tabloids really tried hard to spin a kind of anti-woman narrative about the Irishman, what with Anna Paquin's character only having about six words of dialogue in the film, even though that was the whole point, to show how estranged she had become from her father. The actors, director and producers of The Irishman brushed off the complaints as silly, and I remember The Wolf of Wall Street causing a lot of stir for all the inappropriate stuff that went on in the film, but again, the rest of us saw that that was the whole point. I think the movie will be okay. The best way to deal with Twitter outrage and all of that nonsense is simply to ignore it. If people don't want to watch the movie because they think it's going to offend them, then no one's forcing them to. This is a story that needs to be told on the big screen. The injustices that occurred need to be common knowledge. They were absolutely horrendous and occurred on such a large scale with so many complicit, so many involved and so many turning a blind eye as to what was happening. But why? Because the victims looked different? Because they had a different skin colour? A different way of living? It's just deplorable. And then you consider that the Osages always try to maintain peace. They backed down so many times. It's just so sad what happened. They were treated worse than animals. And Killers of the Flower Moon has all the potential to be a gut-wrenching and revealing picture. Yet another Scorsese knockout. I don't think we've had a definitive picture on the genocide of the Native Americans by white America. And though this film isn't strictly speaking about that, it might end up becoming the film that best personifies the Indian struggle. Either way, the release of the film is quite timely, seeing as though we live in a time where irreversible, man-made climate change threatens to change the world as we know it. And I found the decimation of the Indian people and everything they hold sacred quite comparable to humanity's ravaging of the natural world. There's a good metaphor in there for that. And the history behind the book is so expansive, as mentioned. There's so many different aspects of the book that can be explored, so many characters that the film can expand on. Like with The Irishman, you can Google a side character and just get lost in a rabbit hole of articles and websites. And when given the Scorsese treatment, I think we have a lot to look forward to with this picture. Thanks for watching.